Hi everyone, welcome to Be More You Talks with the Butelezis. My name is Lesejo and you know Mr. Butelezi right next to me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Alrighty. Cool. That's it. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Um, yeah, so I'd like us to, I wouldn't say continue. But I'd like us to talk more about, yeah, I'll look at the guys and I'll look at you. Okay. Um, to talk more about um, what we spoke about the last time. Um, what, were, what were the responses that you got from, from the conversation that we sent up? Because this was the first time. What were the responses? Let's start there and then we can move it oh, forward. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the responses were obviously mixed matched, um, but I would say people who already kind of knew that we do these things in live kind of settings responded like that. So they looked more at the content and people who didn't know that we worked, we work a lot with content and that type of content, like spirituality and whatever, they were focused more on the format. And obviously with the format, a lot needs to change some colorings, um, you know, it, it can look better, um, you know, so there's genuine um, inputs that we got from people about how we can see it to engage and whatever. But for me, it all summarized that, yeah, I really do see that there are people that kind of know me from the past and kind of people that are meeting me for the first time. So people that I've worked with from the past kind of knew that I really, really do focus a lot on content more than format. I, you know, we, we work a lot on that because we are, we are used to working live. We are obviously not used to recording the stuff that we do because it's like counseling in nature. So we'd sit with people in live scenarios and we focus more on that, the energy between people. Like, I mean, something as little as how I look at you when we are in front of camera. So some of the guys were saying, no, try to look at the camera so that we feel like you're engaging us. And then I realized that, but guys that really know me, they know that when it gets to the work, I really prefer the, the connection. the connection to be, you know, so I understood it. I understood it in totality. And obviously for cameras, then we need to take that kind of advice to heart because those are people who are used to well from other content that we watch. This is what we see coming off and you can do better if you look at us a little bit more. Then for the guys that are used to content, they'll still get content because, you know. Um, yes, I think same thing here. That's how I felt. Because um, we just did this because we wanted to have the conversations. Um, we, there wasn't really much of a format, so we just wanted to have the conversations. And we know that we usually we usually come to certain decisions and, you know, make some good decisions after a good conversation. And it starts off as not really content-based. Um, it starts off as saying, this happened yesterday, um, this is how I feel about it. And then we go into it and we find ourselves having... Um, a, a more in-depth conversation in that topic so it was it's more of natural conversation so um we'll take we'll take the the advice the advice i was i didn't want to call it criticism i will take the advice thank you very much for the advice i'll keep on looking at the camera and looking at it but immediately when the conversation sets in yeah, I'm going to forget about the camera. <laughs> That's just how it's going to happen. Uh, but thank you so much for 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 the comments. And um, we will continue doing this because it's, it's fun for us. Um, it's so much fun. Um, yeah. 
One of the guys asked Uguti what tools do they take out of this? Um, what are the action steps and what sort of what, what's the audience expected to walk away with? And I thought it's a very interesting question because there are some meditations that we do that we do with couples as well and that we train couples to do that I felt that maybe we can start sharing some of that. But I don't know about you. I don't know where you see it with that. Some really some of it is deep stuff and vulnerable stuff. Some of it involves a lot of eye gazing exercises, some of it, you know, that co-imagination type of meditation. So I thought maybe if, because this is your channel, if you want us to throw in that kind of content. This guy likes throwing that at me, hey? Because he doesn't want to take responsibility. Hey, man, it's your gig, this one. You're driving. I'm a passenger. He doesn't want to take responsibility. He keeps on saying that, and it's with the puteles, is not this <laughs> anyway, so I don't know if you want to do imagination or some explanations and snippets of that, um, you know, for your audience. I wouldn't mind me not going there. I'm, no, I'm I used to, you know. I don't mind at all. Um, if it leaves us there, we'll take it there. Uh, there's no limitation. There isn't really much of a limitation. Um, what, yeah, where the conversation goes, we'll just delve into that. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have a problem with that. Um, yeah. So that's about it. <laughs> all right so do you want to talk about some tools uh what do you guys do i heard you guys you with your class you were talking about vision board and um versus dream board a snippet of what you were talking about oh okay so yeah we're currently running a i'm currently running a creative visualization workshop and I was explaining to the students the difference between a dream board um, and a vision board. So a dream board is a is like a 10 year, five year to 10 year plan where you are just putting in and it's even better if it's in a box. So I prefer calling it a, a, a dream treasure. Um, so you, now and then you can go back to, to that box. So you have a beautiful box. Collect all the pictures, whatever that you can think of, the mansion, the Bentley, whatever that you can think of, the big business, whatever that you can think of, spread, go crazy and put that in a box, right? And from the, those pictures, then you can uh, find a vision board. So a vision board is time limited. It's a year uh, plan. It's like a, yeah, it's like a year plan. So it's quite specific. There's certain questions. We have a yearbook there where you go through certain questions um, that asks you about things that were happening the year before. And then it comes, um, it flows over to the current year and the year that you would like to plan. So those questions limit you to certain specific goals that you want. For example, if you want to go, I have a student who wants to go teach in China. And we were laughing that right now China will fetch. <laughs> I don't know about China. So I was saying to her, no, you can still, she was asking, um, can I still plan to go to China? I'm like, well, the latest that the lockdown can go is September, November. You know, but, but next year you have you have some time. So when you when you when you plan for something that specific, I advise that you actually book at something like a ticket. And then tell them that you're doing a vision board because they usually do give you a ticket. You can even do it online and print it out yourself. So book a ticket, be specific with the dates. 
um, which flight are you taking, um, which part of China are you going to, in this class what's going to happen, so you must be very detailed. So that's the difference between a vision board and a dream board. With a dream board, you can go as well, but it's not as detailed step by step as a vision board. So we use what we call the sphere of availability for you to actually access the next step to the actual dream. So a vision board is like an every single year you get to that you get to that particular goal. Yeah. I find it interesting because obviously I talk to entrepreneurs and for me how I had translated what you're saying is that there's the entrepreneur, then there's the manager. You know, the entrepreneur has the dream, the vision, sees the big picture, but you need a manager who says day by day Today, this is what we are doing between nine o'clock and twelve o'clock. Mm. That's management. That's a plan. That's timelines. You know, I was always curious with people who do things like vision boards. Do those things really work? You know, I know I've stayed with you. I've seen you do them. I used to do a vision mirror um, way back whenever. By work, I mean like the focus. Should it really be there, or should the focus be on the practicals of this is who I can call. This is where I can go. This is what I can do today to make a thing happen. I've always tried to find a balance for myself because I do get the logic of also having that big goal, that, that one that scares me a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. that's so massive. You know, that's why I was very curious how you approach it. And I like that balance that there's both. There's the dream, but the dream must be broken down into goals mm -hmm. and step by step, you know. Um, and the beauty of a vision board and, and um, maybe the difference between entrepreneurship and all that, I don't even think there is a difference, it's just a different language, is does you have to allow the universe to play its part, if you know what I mean. Um, so you can just go into a meeting, for example, you've written everything down, you have your vision board, you have a plan, this is what I want, you must be very specific and actually feel, be in the feeling. I even advise that you go, if there's a certain car that you want, Go into the garage, go in that car, feel it, be in it, play a music, probably your favorite song, as they allow you in, 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 in car garages, and be in that car. Um, probably even take it for a test drive. So you have the feeling, so you take that with you. Um, the beauty of it is then you, you have the feeling. And then some because what's been happening sometimes you meet somebody who probably works for that particular company and the next thing you know you find yourself um being sponsored by that particular company so you might not even have to buy that car you can be gifted that car so things like this in the these smaller and miracles happen in the universe if you're specific then you allow the universe to do its thing um how it's going to happen when are you do your day-to-day okay, I, my plan for today is this and this and this. I'm going to my meeting. I'm doing my work. You continue with your life and allow the vision board to actually, the universe to actually create um, itself. So you don't have to be specific on how it's going to happen. You're just specific on what you want to happen. How it's going to happen, that's really out of your hands. Um, but miracle, surprisingly you find yourself in like wait wait a minute how did i find myself with this group of people because i i visualize myself meeting uh being part of a certain thing and then the next thing you know you meet that person you're like okay that was weird and then you have the conversation that you have and, and it comes natural because you know what to do you know so you allow you allow that to happen the miracle 
of the university take over as well. That's very interesting. I, I believe in the concept of let there be light. You let be, mm. for business, I kind of believe if you want to phone somebody, I, I don't know, DM them, find them. Try. They are humans, they you know, like put in the action, yeah, play your part. Play your part. I think that the best way that I could summarize um how you do vision board versus um dream board. I've always believed in these statements, action over perfection. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's for short-term goals. A short-term goal, you just got to keep taking the action. Just because actions create results. From those results, we can learn, we can grow, we can do better, you know. Then if it's long-term, yeah, then you can prioritize perfection over action. You perfect a goal, a dream, and you will know. But the day-to-day, that's just about action. I'm I'm all about putting the time. Mm. Get it done. Do a thing, you know. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Mr. B, you know, I always love um, one, we have a certain product and then how do you tra translate the same product into couples, into couples work? So um, creating a future for a marriage, for example, um, when we have a goal, um, a specific goal in a certain house, we want to do certain things. How do we do it as a couple? Is to there. I know that there's individual goals that we have, and then mm. there's the something the, for the, the collective. For the collective. So how do we how do we do that? Uh, there's a bit of background that goes into this thing I see is a co-imagination. So think of imagination, but co-imagination. Sure. Because you are right, there's a real danger when um, we are, we don't have the same focus, we don't have the same goal that we are driving to, mm. especially for things that involve creating a family, so to speak. Sure. And yeah, there is a lot of background, but we won't even get into really all of it, all of it. Um, but if I were to just maybe touch on Isafis, yeah, you, you reach a stage when you are married with someone where you know them so well that you do know their dreams. So we are just saying a co-imagination, put it on the table so that it's that specific. That way it's it's something that you can build towards but collectively now, you know, and share in that image. Mm -hmm. In fact, just to maybe explain it differently, something that I, I, I experimented with in the past, I would use our son as prayer, for prayer, you mm -hmm. know. Um, it's a simple understanding of Vumela Bantwana you know, suffer the children to come to him like, oh, so they have a softer way. Sure. So my son always knew the car that I dream of driving next. So that when we see it in the street, it's like, oh, there's daddy's car. And that for me, I would harness that kind of energy and I would work with them. So that's co-imagination. Co-imagination is basically sharing the same image, sharing the same vision or visualization and building it as a picture that we are all really focused on. Obviously, through the years, you and I have sharpened it, and by sharpening, we, by experimenting and talking to other couples, we've realized that that can be in the form of a small movie that we share that we've spoken about. So some of the ways that you do it is um, the couple can sit and we can say, look, you, you're going to go into studying right now. You are taking ILO, and ILO is of Tata 3 years. I'm just making a, a Kalex example. And then we say, on the third year, when you graduate, then we are visualizing that day. But the drive and the energy that we are creating is for what happens in the period of three years. So for co-imagination, we say, on the graduation day, what will you be wearing? Which shoes? I want to wear those lovely shoes of yours. Oh, no, no, no. There's this one, the Hugo Boss that I like that I'm going to buy just for the graduation. Now you are building the image. And the more two people see the same thing, it's almost like saying, I can pray alone. 
but when we pray together and when we share the same prayer, it, it has, you know, its potency and its its energy part as well, you know. That's how imagination works and that's how you and I have experimented with it. I think couples should really do more to, to practicing those kinds of things where just letting each other know what is your dream? What do you want out of this? Is there something that you're seeing for yourself three years from now? Even if it's not as framed as you and I have come to do it, that there's a specific image we are looking at. But for me to just know if I'm in a relationship with someone, you know, where, where were you going with this like thing? You know, what are your plans? What are your goals three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? So that we start to visualize the same thing, you know. Um, there's, um, there's one example that, um, that I have with a certain client. So they want, they'd love to have a child together. So there's um, an actual product where I was saying, create a moment where like you can make some type of a ritual that you guys are doing together create a moment where you are just um that particular day like candle lit um dinner everything everything and then in that before um you consummate <laughs> before you consummate and this should and this can be part of the consummating you sit down do eye gazing and then talk about how the child will look like, how the house will feel when the child is around. So you keep on planting thoughts in each other. Um, you keep on saying, okay, she'll be five years old if you guys decided you wanted to be a girl or a boy. Five, um, we're picturing her in, in five years' time running around. Her laughter is, is a certain sound and then you guys just create that energy. Because that's very powerful, especially when you're doing it as a couple. So you're busy planting um, thoughts in each other's um, minds. And, and, and you are able to then visualize it together. Because visualization is really just activating your imagination. And just planting um, those thoughts into each other. So you see this child running around. The energy, what's happening in the house when the child is around. What's, what's, what's the difference? Um, why do you want this child? So you, it, it helps you as well be clear on what you want to do. Um, be clear with your relationship as a couple. Um, that, so that you're not, you're not trying to fix something by having this child. So this child is like a cherry on top of the relationship that you have. It's not like we are fixing something with this child. Um, so, yeah. That's interesting. That yeah, was nice. That, that was a nice description mm -hmm. right there. <laughs> Tell me, oh, yeah. you know what I, I always wanted your, your channel to be able to challenge and kind of help with, um, mm -hmm. you know, for the sake of your audiences as well. How do you help couples that, you know, you would speak to the woman and you would say all these things about what they can do within a couple scenario? How do they sell it to their husbands? Um, how do you help them around that? Because I know that as a realistic thing, as someone who's in the field as well, we can have a, a chat with somebody that I'm, I'm helping coaching through something. But then if I start to involve, okay, this you will do as a ritual with your spouse. Now, where's the spouse in all this? And, you know, how do we get them to play along? Because some of these things, especially for guys, I mean, I, I listen to some of the stuff that you, you say you do with your girls. And, you know, call my head later. I'm like, hey, later. Uh, I don't know. What about my street credit? Later. Wow. So I want to do a vision board with you, but you're going to put in some glitter. <laughs> sure. Let me lose my because, I can. because I can. <laughs> it's just later. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> How do you help the person that you are helping 
to translate that message now with their spouse to get the spouse on board to practice some of these things. Okay. So it's important um, as a, when you're in a relationship, in partnership, um, you're staying with someone, that you tell them what you're starting, what you're doing. So they're not surprised. So you tell your partner, okay, I just joined um, some vision board thing. Um, I'm actually doing some healing work with this particular uh, person or I'm doing a life coaching session with whoever. And this is what's happening. So, um, and then when, when, when these things continue and then you come back and say, remember I told you which is this thing um, with, with my coach. Um, there's something that I think is like a good idea that can work for us. How about we test it out? How about we try it? If it doesn't work, then we know it doesn't work. So that's how you introduce it. Um, not at that particular time when now when you need him to be part of it. Introduce your partner before the whole thing. Tell them this is what we are doing. Uh, you because you're probably discussing budgets anyway. So buffoon. Yeah, yeah. So these courses that you that you are doing privately, even if he's not gonna pay for it, but because you are in your union, um have that conversation. So he knows or she knows that this is what you're doing. So that this thing which we are because he's probably gonna ask, how's that thing going? Because you disappear and go do this thing. How is that thing going? And they say, Oh, this is what we're doing. So now it involves a partner this thing this is how you can um do you mind if we test this out if it doesn't work great if it works fantastic because um i had to find ways of involving you in certain things um okay there's something that i'm doing um i'd like you to like i'd like us to test it involve or trick (laughs) (laughs) i say it's involving i'm not tricking nobody (laughs) i'm tricking nobody so you involve your your partner way ahead of time, not when you need it, because then it's like, what? I didn't even know what you were doing. What the anyway? Um, look, some some guys just say, do whatever you want. Yeah, I just so you don't really get a buy in, you know. So rather just from this from the get go, just inform them and then have that conversation with you, brother. This is what I'm doing. I'd like you to be involved because it it has assisted me and. If it has assisted you, he's probably seen it and he's seen the results. So you don't really have to sell anything to anybody, to your partner, because he's probably seen the difference in, in your life at that particular moment. Okay. Okay. Let me, I want to leave one more um, kind of uh, what are, we, what are you calling them? I call them active meditations. You're yes. calling them tools. What are you calling these things? Um, the suggestions yeah. of what people I can call do? them suggestions. I suggestions. call them suggestions. <laughs> Look, the, the thing that I'm asking about is of real concern because you, you'd have to be at a certain place as a couple to take certain vulnerable risks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right, these things also affect my budget. So sometimes they're not appealing from the offset to your spouse, but you want to go that direction because of whatever experiment. Mm-hmm. There's an experiment that I want to suggest, a meditation. It's not an easy one. It's not an easy one by any means necessary, but try this if you can. Mm-hmm. So I set the alarm for certain things that, you know, I used to set it as an alarm. Now it's just in my habit and in my lifestyle. I used to set an alarm some time ago when I started this experiment. On Tuesdays, between 8 and 8.15, I do nothing but think about positive things about my spouse. Like literally, 
especially when we are having a fight, when we're going through one of those moments where she's not the best person to be around for me, I go on the diary. For 15 minutes, I am writing only good things. And the real kicker then about it for me in using the communication as a strategy as well in a relationship is letting you know that I do that so that I can hold myself accountable through you. Because if you know that on Tuesdays at 8, then you know, yeah, this guy has a soft spot at 8 for me. Like, it's a, an exercise. It's not an easy thing to do. Trust me, it's not an easy thing to do. But try it. It's an interesting exercise. It's an interesting exercise, you know, to say the least about it. For me, it falls right in that scope of fasting as well. You know, I use fasting and budgeting sure. at the same time. So we, you have to fast certain things. You have to fast certain habits. It's not just food that you can fast, you know. So sometimes we, I just fast because it becomes, in a, when you are used to staying with a person in a relationship, you end up sometimes having premeditated responses where mm -hmm. if she does this, I do this because I want to watch soccer. Or if she does this, I do that, you know. To break some of those cycles, to break some of those habits, sometimes you should schedule intercourse sometimes you schedule so i just schedule that i'm going to be thinking about a person during this time and this time it's not like other times that i'm not thinking about the person it's like it's fasting they, on this particular and it's a sacred moment it's done as a meditation i am sitting and thinking specifically about all the good that this person is brought into my life so that even if we break up i don't mind but i have thought about the good i know the good that you have brought into my life that sort of a thing yeah. it's a very heavy discipline and I, th I think one of the things that triggered it, when we got some of the responses from your guys on, on the first episode, um, the guy that asked about the tools mentioned something very interesting because he said something like, you you must be brave to take that decision to do these things as a spa as possible. Because what if on some day you're not vibing, you know, you're not feeling each other, you're not in that mood. And now there's this commitment to do these things. And he's right. That's exactly how it works in marriage, you know, and some of those things catch you totally off guard. So that's why I then have that kind of discipline and that practice. Mm. Obviously, after a while, you can raise it from a day or from 15 minutes. I still do it as 15 minutes because it's a nice little meditation. I know the prayer I am saying between that time and that time. Um, it's, I say that's a ritual. Um, that is a beautiful ritual. So um, what I would do then to do the same thing is that Every night, I literally do a grateful um, session. So it could be five to ten minutes where I'm grateful for whatever thing that is um, that happened in that particular day. So I always make sure that I mention you and what am I grateful for in that. Even if it's repetitive, it's things that happened yesterday and today I'm not feeling you or whatever. But usually in the thing where I'm not feeling you, there's a lesson there. So um, you pick up, okay, I'm grateful that this is what he raised. And, um, and then we are able to then sort it out like this. I don't really like him that much right now, but I'm grateful that he is here and we are able to then discuss certain things. So um, you, you find your own thing. You find your own way of doing um, the ritual of um, imagining or meditating. Um, positive it's like praying for your spouse you know um it's exactly like praying for your spouse you see that particular moment i'm praying for my spouse and the best thing to do i mean the best thing to do in being in a relationship with a person that you really like so that you're able to then say positive things about that person nice. and, yeah all right i think 
Yeah, I think that's about it. I'm good for this one. You're good for this one. Yeah. We are both good. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us again. And um, please keep on sending us comments and asking us questions. Um, and oh, guys, I think you should ask the questions even on the YouTube channel on comments because there are no comments, but we've got, <laughs> we've got questions and we are talking about it because we sent it through other means as well. Um, so like I said, like we said last time, every Thursdays, we having these, con um, we'll be uploading these conversations. So looking forward to your questions and keep on informing us on what you'd like us to improve what you'd like us to talk about um there is no limit really we're talking sex we're talking um grief we're talking anything any emotion that you'd like to like us to speak about let's go in there i mean there is no there is like there's no, no limit barriers. yeah no barriers whatsoever thank you so much blessings bye-bye <laughs>